How's it going, everybody? We are back here at the Starfighter Podcast. It's Jake and Dom, your co-hosts for the day, as always. Um, I want to start with a little announcement. We want to dedicate our song today to uh, my big brother, Elijah. Uh, That song is an original called TIE Fighter E. So that song's for him. And I just want to say a quick thank you to all the friends, amazing friends out there who have shown their love and support this past couple of weeks. And yeah, really appreciate it. And we've got a great episode for you today. Um, so let's get into our show. Jake, how are you doing? Oh, doing all right. Not too bad. Pretty good week so far. Uh, you know, just dealing with these puppies. We got 15 of them right now. Uh, yeah, I was running a little bit late because just trying to clean up after all of them. And I was cleaning up after one, right? And I turn around and one's just laying on the ground and his sibling comes over and just takes a dump directly on his head, oh, like no. directly. <laughs> and the one is just laying there, like could care less. And so I had to like give him a quick bath <laughs> and everything. But uh, other than that, yeah, not, not too bad. I feel like that's a pretty good intro for our show today. <laughs> yeah for sure clip that start with something start with something exciting um but yeah, yeah my wife yeah. and i we know how that goes because we we um we had a litter one year that we raised for a little bit but all right we're here today yeah. to talk about <laughs> wandavision and before that um we just ask our listeners and our viewers please give us a like and comment and subscribe if you're not already um because maybe you'll get more puppy stories just like that so (laughs) yeah all right let's get into it we're talking about wandavision um it's finally here and we're breaking down episodes one and two so let's get right into it jake um let's start with just our initial thoughts on the show as a whole and i guess i'll i'll start by saying that um i really enjoyed it i don't don't know about you i guess we'll find out in in a second but um growing up like my mom and like some of my older siblings, they had some of these old um, sitcoms on like the reruns for like, I love Lucy, especially. And so um, I came to appreciate shows just like that. And I feel like in that sense, they, they really nailed this um, with really capturing the same feel and, and vibes that you get from those older shows. And I think it was really cool. I think it's, um, almost a fresh take even though it's not completely original but bring bring that back you know um i thought was really cool and um one thing that you'll notice and for our viewers and listeners um, we're going to be breaking this down and there's going to be a lot of things that you may have uh, not picked up on so that's a big part of the show is that there's a lot of like kind of like fluffy and really lighthearted stuff but um, everything means something. There's so many hints and callbacks to different things um, with these different lines and stuff. And that's another reason why I really like this show. You really have to pay attention 
um, and it is a mystery that we're trying to unravel. Um, but I really enjoy it so far, these first two episodes. Um, what do you think, Jake? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, when this show was first announced, I was really high on it, um, particularly because they were bringing Vision back, who I thought was such a cool character, definitely one of my favorites. And um, excited to watch these episodes because this is the first Marvel content we've got since July 2nd of 2019. I mean, that's crazy. So it's like, it's been so long. And uh, I think they definitely held up. Uh, unlike you, I'm definitely not a fan of old sitcoms or even fond of them in any sort of way. <laughs> I kind of hate them. But this held true in a lot of good ways to those original sitcoms. But I also found it funny. Um, like, I mean, it's kind of cheesy, which is what it's going for. But I think it's still really enjoyable to watch. Um, so it kind of had a little bit of everything, like you said. It's a mystery, kind of a thriller, some creepy moments, but uh, still based around a sitcom. So I thought it was really good. Um, second episode, probably even better than the first one. And we'll just see how they go from here. But it's looking good so far. Yeah, what do you think that they did in particular that held your attention? Because I feel like when I was watching it, um, there's going to be an audience that's just not, it's just not going to work for them. I feel like even though it is, I do believe it's going to progress in, into a more modern, modern day um, TV series, but there's still going to be, you know, these sitcom uh, vibes, what like really held your attention? Um, I think it definitely had the same vibe, but I, I don't find those like old shows humorous, but this one was definitely good, like as far as the script, but also uh, especially Paul Bettany and Catherine Hahn has been amazing in the two episodes. Just she's hilarious and um, everything she's in. So uh, I think the acting was superb in both episodes by all the characters. Um, never been a huge Elizabeth Olsen fan. I don't think they give her character too much personality. They definitely have more of her personality in the show compared to past movies. Um, but I think just all around the production and everything um, turned out a great show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and I like Elizabeth Olsen. I think she's been doing better, actually. And I feel like the chemistry is definitely there between the two of them um, and is getting better. Yeah. So let's get into the introduction um, to the show WandaVision and the in introduction to the characters um, right out of the gate. Um, we've got the, you know, the intro song, but then um, this first scene about uh, the plate hits Vision's head. And I don't know if you caught this, but he's like, um, he says something like my wife and her flying saucers. And she says my husband and his indestructible head. And this is a callback. Right. <laughs> this is a callback to Thanos, um, in a sense, pulling that stone out of Vision's head. Did you did you catch that? I did catch that. Yeah, she had to destroy his head too. Yeah, looped back around. Yeah. And so, so uh, obviously, it's like not <laughs> kind of winking at the audience, like it's not it's not so indestructible, right? Yeah, exactly. And they have so many good callbacks like this. Um, yeah, just a little bit later when Catherine Hahn's character comes in to make uh, the food, she's like, oh, this menu can be done in a snap. Like, just stuff like that, calling back to uh, specifically the Avengers, but also their other movies. Uh, I think there was 
a lot of good callbacks like that. Yeah, let's talk about her next. Let's talk about the character of Agnes and how she's introduced. Um, how did you like her character? Uh, I think she's hilarious to start. Um, I think we can definitely see in these first few episodes there's something interesting going on with her. Uh, she has she acts a lot different than the other residents of the town. She has a lot more personality. Um, and she just does these little things that kind of creep you out. Um, nothing really too out of the ordinary, but from this like perfect world that one uh, of has created, she's definitely an off character. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like she knows more than what she's giving off sometimes or what she tries yeah, to she def- give off? Yeah. She definitely has weird things. She has some weird interactions with other residents, like the mailman, um, the lady, I forget her name off the top of my head right now, but in the second episodes. Um, but then also I found out a few things weird. I don't know if you noticed, but she mentioned like three times in the first two episodes, my husband, Ralph, um, which was kind of weird. I, I could see him being like a real person or possibly the villain or something like that, because in the comics, if she does turn out to be Agatha Harkness, uh, she usually serves Mephisto. So it could be something like that, or it could just be, who knows? I mean, it, there are so many little things that we're trying to look for. Maybe just a few of these are just coincidental, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see, and, and we'll talk more about her um, as we go on, I'm sure. Um, let's talk about um, Vision's story arc in um, episode one and how he goes off to work. And another big part of this, what we see the plot in episode one is um, this dinner that they're going to be hosting um, for the Hearts, which is Vision's boss and his wife. Um, but it's also... Um, so that's the plot, but it's also this kind of like a joke because uh, they don't quite realize, you know, what this what this day means exactly um, as far as the calendar goes and the heart on the calendar. Um, but we also see that um, Wanda and Vision are both, they're kind of struggling to um, really fit in. And also uh, they don't have all the answers that, that would be just like normal answers something's clearly wrong as far as like um you know how the, how they got there and and you know what they're doing exactly and we we see that with vision at work did you want to talk about that a little bit jake yeah i definitely see that going from like wanda's side of like oh is this our anniversary what's going on like obviously you should know your anniversary <laughs> if you got married um but then vision side that it was kind of funny he doesn't even really know what he's doing he's just basically computing which is funny because he's kind of a robot computer so it's it works for him um but uh yeah it's definitely interesting you kind of feel like where you start off in the show that's kind of how they started like it doesn't seem like they've been doing this whole world for too long like they just kind of jumped into it and started going about but don't really understand why and he doesn't really um he doesn't really know what he's doing at work yeah. you know which is kind of it's strange um and yeah i want to i want to talk about this toaster commercial that we get um and this is a this is a big scene uh but we get this uh toaster this toaster by stark industries you probably caught this too um 
but the uh i believe it's the like the day or what is it the numbers on the toaster refer to um the day of wanda and her brother pietro's parents death and um and there's kind of like that creepy little tick tick and that's kind of like also referring to um how Tony Stark had a hand in their parents' death um, with the weapons that he supplied. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. It definitely applies to that. I did like how, like, when he pressed the toaster lever down, that it was like the repulsor sounds. That was cool. But uh, with both of these commercials, it sounds like these are things that, like, she's trying not to remember. So the first one was, like, Tony Stark, which obviously, like you pointed out, led to her parents' death. They hated him in uh, Age of Ultron, her and her brother. But then the second one that we'll see in a little bit with Strucker, who's the one who experimented on them and turned them into what they are now. Um, Definitely two of her worst memories that she has. Um, And then they take those memories and turn them into spoof commercials, which is funny, but it's definitely a little creepy at the same time. Yeah, something I wanted to bring up um, in a previous episode, but I feel like this is a better time to bring it up um, with Tony Stark. I feel like there's this parallel between um, with him and uh, Wanda and Vision because you can kind of like say, and I think we're starting to see this. I think we're going to see it more, but um, you can say that, you know, Tony Stark obviously created Vision as far as Jarvis and then uh, Vision comes to life later on. But you can also say that the the Wanda Maximoff that we see um that Tony Stark in a way helped create her as well because um, her powers started to evolve and kind of centered around um, some of this anger that she was carrying for Tony Stark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. That's definitely interesting thought there. Uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting how he'll have to kind of play into that. We've seen like a couple Stark things in here, um, yeah. which I mean, she was at his funeral. It seems like she's made her peace, but definitely right. some bad memories there still. Yeah, definitely. All right. And then let's let's move on to um, the dinner. Let's talk about that, Jake. Um, why don't you go ahead? Things that you noticed. Uh, dinner was good. I mean, we have a few funny jokes in here about Sokovia and everything like that, um, which was good. Good callback. But then, yeah, as it gets done uh one interesting part was that agnes keeps popping in all over the place which is kind of weird <laughs> again her strange character um but just for the show to completely flip from a sitcom to what is going on when uh mr hart starts choking right so it came right after his wife started asking all these questions which clearly made wanda uncomfortable so from what I was thinking, it's like, did, did she make him choke to like distract them to stop? Because she definitely didn't want to answer this question because she doesn't know the answers to them. Um, but uh, it was just kind of weird how his wife was just freaking out, like, but in a weird, happy, creepy way. And they just stood there like they were so confused. And then she kind of like flips the switch in her head again and is like back on track with this world that they're living in. Like she's almost breaking out of it. So it kind of seems like that from the first episode and the second, um, especially with Jimmy Woo's asking her, like, who's doing this to you? Uh, That scene really made it feel like 
she's not the one in control, which is a little contrary to like the House of M arc, which is this is loosely based off of. Um, it's def it is her world. She does have the power over it, but there's definitely something else going on here. Yeah, and um, to that point about you know um, Mr. Hart choking, you also see like their interaction, but then just like the way that the the camera kind of like um, focuses in on her and then also like the dialogue almost changes a little bit to like, you know, that older era to, you know what I mean? Like as far as how she talks, she says vision help him. And it's, it's very much like a different, yeah, it's a short sentence, but it's very much different than, you know, this more classy dialogue that they were doing before that. Yeah, for sure. And just the whole sound of it too. I mean, you're kind of a more music guy. I don't know, know the correct terms, but you can clearly, whatever the speakers are in the sound equipment that they would use in the past, that's how it sounded throughout this entire episode, you know, like the low bass or whatever like that. But right. then during that moment, it, it definitely switches over. But then, you know, like I said, it just kind of flips back in a quick second whether she's trying to put things back on track or it's something embedded in her at this time, um, something like that, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you make a good point about, you know, her being in, in control to an extent. And so um, we'll kind of use that as a, our segue into, um, you know, after, after dinner finishes up, obviously uh, vision helps uh, Mr. Hart they kind of take off um, and everything's fine, you know, for the show, everything's fine. They, they sit down, Wanda and Vision sit down. Uh, they decide that's going to be their anniversary and Wanda makes them uh, some rings. Uh, it starts to pan out and we see um, that there's um, this person that's behind the TV monitor. We also see on the desk that there's a book with a sword emblem. And so, um, did you already know some of this backstory about sword? You probably did. Uh, I do. Yeah. I kind of did my research after Spider-Man far from home about who they are. Uh, don't quiz me on what sword stands for, but, uh, <laughs> has to do with the more cosmic and interterrestrial side of shield for those who don't know. Am I right? Am I right on track? Right. Yeah. I, I actually have it here. Let's see. Do I? <laughs> okay, so, well, yeah, basically you said it right. I don't, apparently I don't have it. Um, but yeah, and I guess, I guess they've changed it. Um, the W now means, it used to mean world, but now it means weapons, but it's sentient weapons. Observation think, or, and response department. Thank you. Yeah, so now it's now it's weapons instead of world. It's weapons for uh, the Marvel universe. Um, and what's interesting about this too is that um, I don't know. I was I was always of the mindset that this is how they're going to bring in the X Men because I had heard that, but then I had also heard no, they're not going to do that um, because uh, Peter Evans isn't going to be Quicksilver. Supposedly, he's not going to be Quicksilver anymore. He's I've heard that he might be a villain, actually, and someone completely different. 
but we'll see. That'd be cool. <laughs> but what's what's interesting is that obviously, um, you know, the House of M series has to do with the X Men. Has to do with X Men quite a bit, and then also um, the Sword uh, organization also has to do with the X Men. Some of the X Men are members uh, of this team, and they are like a um, a counterpart of Shield. So they're not necessarily, or they're not a um, like a bad organization. Supposedly, they're they're more on the good side, like Shield. Um, which then goes back to your point about, you know, Wanda kind of being in control, but at the same time, um, where is she in terms of like her mental state? You know what I mean? Has she started to kind of lose it? Is she like shutting out, you know, like um, the help that she once had, like her friends that are still around? What do you think about that? Yeah, it's interesting. Cause I mean, I think even in the MCU, not going off the comments, uh, she definitely has untapped potential. And I think we could all agree that she does have the power to do all of this on her own. Um, if it could be under something that somebody tricked her into doing this, um, it's, it would seems a little bit more like that. There was one thing that kind of has to do with it, so I'll bring it up now. But have you noticed all the hexagons in the show. I, I saw a few theories about that. So it it's really weird. There's a lot of like references to like bees and honeycombs and hexagons. So like each episode ends with their faces in a hexagon, like kind of like the old circle that would be used on TV shows, but it's a hexagon. And then as the second episode starts, the intro cartoon, there's six uh, stars around the moon that form a hexagon shape and then obviously like the beekeeper at the end like obviously bees and honeycombs and everything like that so I don't aim. know there's yeah in like a lot of people says like an aim reference and stuff which makes sense but then he also had the sword logo but anyways uh, I've seen a lot of speculation um, onto what all the hexagons mean um, obviously she is Scarlet Witch uh in the comics, her blasts that she emits are called hex spheres, uh, but also the word hex could mean like a spell or a curse. So she could have like a hex on her that's messing with her mind from somebody else and causing her to do these things. I don't know, but definitely keep an eye out for hexagon shapes in the next few episodes here. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I didn't notice the hexagon thing. I, I didn't something. either. Somebody else mentioned it to me. <laughs> I did notice a couple other things that could be referencing um, AIM, though, obviously, um, the beekeeper or the, yeah, the beekeeper uh, that we'll talk about um, in episode two. But uh, backtracking just a little bit back to dinner, um, I don't know if you uh, saw this or heard about this, but the wine bottle that they have for dinner um, you know, it has some French name, but uh, it translates to um, House of Contempt or House of Misery, which again is just going back to, you know, that storyline of House of M. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, I think we can get into episode two. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Got a lot to say about this. So let's keep it going. Yeah, I think um, episode two um, kind of. Uh, step step everything up a little bit 
um, and I really didn't, enjoyed it. So this plot um, for episode two centered around Wanda and Vision performing um, at this town talent show. And so um, I want to get your thoughts on this real quick. Um, we see that Vision, his stage name is going to be Illusion and Wanda's stage name is going to be Glamour. I feel like this is kind of a hint that Vision could be, in fact, an actual illusion that Wanda is making. And then, you know, Wanda is, uh, she has like her hand in this and like is trying to make things um, glamorous and kind of like pulling the strings. Uh, but at the same time, we know that someone else is probably pulling the strings too. But um, did you get that reference as well? Yeah, I think they could go a few different ways, but definitely stuff like that. I saw one thing that um, in the first episodes, like the beauty magazine that Agnes is trying to give her tips from was called Glamorous. And then she could have taken that name Glamour or something oh, okay. like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is definitely going to be a show like you go back and watch it and you catch all these references that you didn't get the first time, which obviously I'm looking forward to doing so. Yeah, every little thing you can feel like is a clue that you're trying to understand. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of clues, let's talk about this helicopter that Wanda finds. She walks out the door. She's headed to uh, this meeting with the other ladies. But um, talk to me about this. What's your take? Yeah. Uh, so as we can see, it's the only thing in color, which obviously is strange. Um but it also has, again, the sword logo. So as we've seen from the trailers, it seems as though they're in a town that people cannot enter. Um, and then like the FBI is set up outside of it. That's pretty much almost confirmed at this point. So what it seems like is somebody was flying a helicopter or something above their city and got too close and was then kind of sucked down and transformed into a toy to kind of warp the reality of everything like that. Because it definitely looks like something from Sword. So again, with like the person in the beekeeping suit trying to break in, uh, it definitely seemed like he was somebody from Sword trying to infiltrate. And for some reason, when he pops up, he looks like a beekeeper because things are a little bit twisted in this world. But both things, when she sees something from Sword, uh, she knows kind of to get rid of it and everything like that. Um, it's definitely something that's is upsetting the balance. You think it's just coincidence that it's Iron Man colors? That was interesting. Yeah, usually you would think it would be more of something covert and black or something like that. Um, it does seem as though the only things in color for the first couple episodes were red things, uh, like and, the toaster, yeah. the blinking red light, the red helicopter, the blood. Um, things were only red. So I don't know if that's part of it, but it was interesting that uh, those were really the only things you see. Yeah, definitely. And then um, of course we get Agnes. She comes by um, with the bunny and she greets the mailman. We were kind of talking about this a little bit, but um, she does that, you know, that like stick him up little gesture. <laughs> and, and he's like, don't shoot. I'm just the messenger and stuff like that. It's, Again, it's just, it's stuff that can like go over people's heads, but I feel like it does have a deeper meaning. Like, again, I, I do think that Agnes knows more than um, what she's telling everyone. Um, I feel like maybe she's behind 
some of this. Maybe she's, maybe like you said, maybe she um, is a different kind of villain or maybe she is with S.W.O.R.D. I guess we'll have to see. Um, it's going to be really interesting uh, for sure. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? No, yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying because you kind of just have to think, where did these people come from? Like, there's not that many. I mean, what have we seen? Maybe close to 10 different people in this town. Yeah, they all have small. to come from somewhere. They all, yeah, they all have their uh, own lives as obviously a Agnes's character is her own person. She's had a past life, definitely from just the way she acts. Um, and then we also later see Monica's character, but I'm sure we'll talk about that. So people are coming from outside um, in some way. I wouldn't be surprised if the Earths are all sword agents or something like that, who upon entering got put in this reality and can't understand anything why. And that's why sword might be hesitant to send more people in or anything like that. So uh, be interesting to see. But I, I guess, let me ask you, do you, I'm I'm almost thinking that sword is actually made to look like they're the villain here, but that they're actually um, the good guys, and that Wanda is progressing towards being a villain, which we know that she is. Yeah. In some of the comics. Sure. Yeah, she definitely does her own thing. <laughs> but uh, I would be shocked if Sword was anything other than the good guys, um, and then I'd also be shocked if Wanda. I, although she might be accidentally doing something wrong, I'd be shocked if she was doing anything purposeful. Um, it could come into a decision at the end of whether keeping Vision alive or something like that is up for grabs because obviously he's not really supposed to be there um, along with this whole town that she's, for the most part, enjoying living in. So uh, I think that'll kind of be where it goes. And obviously it's going to set a lot of things in motion and screw up the multiverse in some ways <laughs> right and so um now we have uh wanda and agnes and they're um agnes introduces wanda to the character of Dottie, which i think could be we didn't haven't seen too much from her but i think um she could be a really interesting character as we see her progression um in this show as well um i'm also getting some like slightly creepy vibes from her every once in a while too. Um, but do you want to um, talk a little bit more about this meeting that they all have, Jake? Yeah, I definitely got those vibes from her too. Um, so yeah, to start out the meeting, uh, there's the weird thing that they're all organizing this event for the children um, when we have yet to see a child. <laughs> in yeah. the world uh it's only adults there was no children present at this show it's weird how they all like, kind of chant that together too in like a creepy way yeah chanting is always creepy <laughs> <laughs> um so that's just a weird thing um i've seen a lot of things um going back to again the comics where agnes and mephisto uh sort of push wanda and trick her into having children which they in turn try to steal the power of her kids um, so it definitely could be something like that, as we see in the end of the episodes uh, for the children. So, but yeah, Dottie's definitely an interesting character. Doesn't really act like everybody else again, um, other than her kind of being a jerk. Uh, we have the another 
glitch in the system, basically, like we did last episode, where something from the outside sort of gets in with uh, Jimmy Woo on the radio there. Uh, I didn't want to make one point about the radio, which I found really interesting, is it's playing the song by the Beach Boys called Help Me Rhonda, which clearly sounds a lot like help me wanda <laughs> yeah uh so i thought that was an interesting reference what it exactly means i'm not 100 percent sure uh but yeah jimmy Wu asking wanda who's doing this to you and then dotty breaks the glass in her hands which kind of snaps everything back to their reality um again we see the red and the blood but then i did not like how dotty makes the weird comments about knowing how to get blood stains out of white linens like that's creepy like that's who says that <laughs> um but yeah overall interesting meeting and scene here i've heard that it could be wanda that broke the glass what do you think that that would make sense because like i thought in the first episode that it was wanda who made him choke i i could definitely see that too it yeah it, it just kind of exploded out of nowhere um it seemed to shock everybody so yeah definitely and so then let's um let's go to this Strucker watch commercial um thought this was really interesting obviously this is a callback to um Varen Bond Strucker and that's the villain who you know kind of studied um Wanda and her brother Pietro and um kind of like gave them their powers essentially um with uh the stone and correct that's correct right yep absolutely yeah so he he used the stone in order to help them um advance with their powers and everything um so yeah that's that's kind of this big reference um with the watch but then also we see this hydra symbol on the watch as well um Anything you want to touch on with this? Yeah, um, that was pretty interesting. There's definitely been a lot of Hydra. I mean, we first saw Strecker in, I think, a post credit scene of Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, so definitely has a lot of ties to that, which is kind of where um, Wanda and her brother began there. I think it's always interesting. I didn't catch it my first time watching it, but inside their house, they have a painting or a picture on the wall and it's of that lab um, from Avengers Age of Ultron where they were tested and on that we saw in like the first scene of the movie there when they were first introduced. So yeah, oh, it definitely wow. has a lot of call callbacks and ties to uh, how her and Pietro were created. Um, I would still love to see Pietro in this, whether he's played by, I forget the name of his original actor in Age of Ultron or by Evan Peters. I think that would be pretty cool, but I guess we'll see from there. But uh, interesting to get these calls to, again, evil things with these weird commercials. I would like that too. I think Quicksilver is definitely an underrated character um, in the Marvel universe. For sure. Um, yeah, and then let's talk a little bit about this meeting that Vision has. Um, I do want to point out, I just thought it was you know, kind of, kind of funny about, you know, that whole thing about how, you know, guys don't ever gossip. And then Vision goes to um, this like neighborhood watch meeting and that's all that they're doing. They're not even <laughs> talking about business or anything. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and then obviously, you know, this guy 
gives him uh, gives Vision a piece of gum. He, he swallows it and it like clogs up his jams up his gears a little bit and now he's he's acting like he's drunk or something like that um and then we get to we finally get to the talent show with the two of them and how do you enjoy this scene about the talent show and their performance oh it was stupid but i mean it was hilarious (laughs) like i i thought paul bettany i mean he's done so good so far um being an android like vision i mean he doesn't give too much room for emotion in his performance but uh no this was pretty hilarious um interesting again that wanda clearly just has full use of her powers and everything like that um but they're trying to kind of stay hidden and remain normal but uh, i thought it was pretty funny overall yeah me too and then um i didn't really expect that well i guess i guess i sort of did um, at first, you think you think that Dottie's going to be upset, but then they're making everyone laugh. And so, obviously, when when they're headed out, you know, Wanda fixes Vision, and then you know they're trying to like kind of escape from the crowd and everything. But um, Dottie's pleased with their performance, and everyone really likes them. So, kind of get a pat on the back from everyone. Yeah, I, I did find I did find one interesting thing that. I didn't notice was uh, his boss, Arthur Hart was missing. He, he's gone. He's not in this entire episode, which is very strange because his wife was there. She was sitting next to Agnes. And oh. as far as we know, these are all the people that live in the town. Every single one of them were there. He's, he seems to be gone. So that seemed a little creepy once I kind of recognized that. It's uh, a good point. I didn't catch that. You think maybe yeah. like one of the sword um agents took him or something like that um so what i'm thinking going off of the trailer um again we see uh here introduced the character of geraldine i believe her name was who is monica rambeau right right um from from captain marvel uh i'm still not sure i I don't think anybody knows whether she has her powers yet because she kind of does become another captain marvel um but we have seen in the trailer for one vision that Monica's character, like all the other characters, kind of feels something's wrong and she doesn't really know who she is anymore or why she's there. And then we see what appears to be somebody, maybe Wanda, shooting her out of the town, right? You remember that scene from the trailer? So. No, not off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it could be next episode because it looks like they're moving into the 70s. Uh, and in that scene, uh, Monica had like her afro and everything like that. So real 70s vibe. So I believe that scene could be coming in the next episode where she gets shot out because maybe Wanda knows something's wrong with her because she probably is working with S.W.O.R.D. at this point. So what I'm thinking is, did she get rid of Mr. Hart or anything like that? And who's next? Like somebody must have gotten rid of him. I don't know why he wouldn't be appearing anymore. Um, I found that pretty weird, but yeah, yeah, something's definitely going on. I'd say either her or Agnes taking people out if they're uh, oh maybe not going going along with the system. Maybe not just killing them, but maybe just shooting them out of the town. Right. Um, so now we come um, back home, where uh, Wanda and Vision, um, you know, kind of just talking about their day. 
you know, wrapping up the day and we see that, you know, they both realize that Wanda's, you know, miraculously pregnant and she's like, is this really happening? Vision's like, um, yeah, it's really happening. And then they hear this noise coming from outside and we see this beekeeper um, come out of the, the manhole from underground. And again, I wanted to touch on this a little bit more, even though we've talked about it, but um, yeah, it is possibly hinting at, at AIM um, and that organization with the beekeepers. Um, and that might make sense too, because um, I guess in the comics, Baron Von Strucker is like um, the creator of AIM. So it's possible. Yeah, it's interesting. Because the, they might be if... doing something different, though. They might be like combining, you know, Marvel with the, the movies and stuff. They change things up. So they might be doing some kind yeah. of hybrid with Sword or something, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, Aim and Sword could be working together. Uh, who knows? But yeah, it's definitely, we should have mentioned the first time around, kind of forgot when we were talking about the helicopter. Like, if you listen closely during that time, you can hear the helicopter blades whir- whirling and then like a crash. But then she goes outside and it's a tiny little toy, right? Um, but there's definitely like these bangs that keep happening. I don't know if it's just like her alarm system going off or something, but um, I mean, it was just a guy coming out of a manhole. There was really no need for like this huge bang or something like that, right? So it's it's something weird that she knows what's up when something like this happens and uh, pretty creepy there at the end. Yeah, and so obviously... Um the guy with the beekeeper outfit or hazmat suit, whatever you want to call it, has the sword emblem on his back as well. And Wanda's upset or freaked out about it. And she just says no. And then we see that everything rewinds back to the moment where they realize that she's pregnant. And, um, you know, they kind of have this, this moment and vision just, you know, uh, reassures her that yeah this is happening um, they kiss and then we we hear um, over the speaker that same message you know Wanda who's doing this to you and that's kind of how we close out episode two did you have anything you want to bring up uh, no I think that was pretty well covered it's yeah I I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next week I'm glad of how they did uh, like the whole black and white vibe and everything like that. I'm glad they didn't try to drag it on through like half the season or anything. Oh yeah, because like things go like to color movie... at the end. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So it turns to color. Uh, I feel like things are actually moving pretty quickly, kind of going through the decades. I feel like those first two episodes were like early and late '60s, and they're definitely moving into the '70s probably. Right. But if we do like '70s, '80s, '90s, zeros and tens and I mean, that'll be like six, seven episodes and then a few at the end for current time if that's how they decide to do it. Um, but no, it's definitely cool how they're uh, progressing and everything like that. Uh, I, and again, I, I, yeah, I just liked how they've done everything so far. It's been great. Yeah, me too. It's exciting. Um, I think we're going to maybe do a video on episode three in a few days coming up. So that'll be good. Um, any other closing thoughts before we wrap things up, Jake? Because I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah, I just uh, 
maybe make some predictions. I, I definitely yeah. do see a whole Agatha Harkness, Mephisto angle. I uh, Like I was talking to you a couple of days ago about it, though. It's As far as the MCU, it's been very sciencey about it. So I think the, their characters will be very different. I could see, um, since we know that Doctor Strange does get involved in this whole ordeal, I could see somebody like, Mephisto or Agatha being more of a sorcerer type like him rather than their kind of origins. Um, we have seen some instances of different dimensions, uh, like in Agents of Shields, a place called the Hell Dimension, which possibly Mephisto could be from, sort of like a Dor- Dormammu type, where he draws power from his own dimension and everything like that. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting how they play out these villains. Um, if there is going to be some big villain fight at the end or something like that. Uh, but I could definitely see the villain dragging on because we know that um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is kind of a direct sequel to this. So I could definitely see uh, this show not really having a huge finale like that, but kind of everything blowing up at the end and you're left hanging on what has happened to the entire world. But uh, no, I do think that's how they're going to go personally um how sore kind of fits into all of this will be very interesting it seems a little above their pay grade um maybe they eventually have to call in dr strange um but uh we'll see too i'll be excited to see uh monica rambeau when she actually knows who she is if she does have powers or if she's just an agent for now but yeah i think it's been pretty calm a couple first episodes even though it gives these hints of something much bigger but i just have a feeling next few it's gonna blow up and be crazy yeah i think so i think so too and um yeah really good points that you just made um i i watch a few different podcasts and um some fairly big personalities that they actually have gotten um like an early screening um, before the show dropped a couple days before that, they got an early screening of um, the first three episodes. Um, and so I've heard that episode three does pick up quite a bit and um, is definitely really good. So looking forward to it. Um, I don't have too many predictions right now. Everything that you've said um, would definitely make sense. And yeah, I definitely think that we're going to really see more from um, S.W.O.R.D., and kind of a little bit more about, you know, um, how much is Wanda in control? Again, what's her mental state right now? Um, because I'm, I'm thinking it's not good. I'm thinking it's not good. And that, um, and that also there is someone else, um, you know, pulling the strings. And, you know, maybe it's just like multiple uh, different, different people. And again, maybe there is some kind of hybrid there um, that Marvel's trying to do with um, aim and with sword, but um, because we've gotten a lot of hints with that, with um, Strucker and with the beekeeper, and then obviously uh, the sword agent or whoever's behind the monitor. So I'm going to learn a lot more about that. Uh, Definitely enjoying the, yeah, definitely enjoying the show so far. Yeah. I think it's going to get crazy. I mean, I feel like we've seen almost all 
of what was in the trailers. I think the trailers was pretty much the first three episodes, right? Yeah, maybe I think a so too. few clips and scenes from like a Halloween scene or something like that from later episode. But I feel like it's gonna get crazy. I mean, if they really do go through the decades more, I mean that's then we'll get to see like their kids grow up and everything. We got we saw nothing but them as babies in the trailer. Um, so we'll definitely be able to see Speed and Wiccan, I'm guessing at some point, if it kind of keeps going towards modern day um, and just get to see their powers and everything, I think it'll be really cool how that works out. Yeah, totally. Well, I think um, that might just wrap it up, Jake. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like like the trailer said, we don't know what to expect, right? Yeah. Um it is going to be crazy for sure. Um, I feel like another, um, on the other hand, like it is a PG show. So I don't know, but it doesn't feel like they necessarily have their hand, <laughs> their hands tied or anything. Like I do think that they are going to, you know, really push it and really um, still bring in their audience. And obviously like we sure. mentioned yeah. earlier on, like, um, the whole like sitcom feel isn't for everybody. Um, but the mystery is definitely there. And like, I feel like that's what really um, holds people, holds people's attention is that um, they want to figure it all out. And, and you know, that it's, it's uh, this thing that's constantly evolving and changing and that you're going to get more and more um, answers to come. Yeah. I, I personally was hooked from the beginning uh, I could definitely see why somebody wouldn't be if they just don't like that style or that kind of humor, but yeah, it's definitely one you're going to want to stick with because it's going to definitely change in every sort of way of what even kind of a show it is. Um, so yeah, definitely stick with it because it's going to get awesome. Absolutely. Well, I think that's going to do it for our episode today. Our spoiler breakdown of WandaVision episodes one and two, and we will be back soon to give you a spoiler breakdown and review episode three. So thank our co-host Jake and I'm your other co-host Dom. We appreciate all of our viewers, all of our listeners, Spotify, YouTube, Apple podcasts, whatever it may be. Um, Continue to give us a like, leave a comment, how you're enjoying um, WandaVision um, things maybe that we missed on the show, drop them down there and give us a subscribe. Really appreciate it. This is the Starfighter Podcast. We're signing out and we will see you next time. Until next time.